This is an RNZ podcast. Judith Collins, as you've never seen her before, tattooed on the top of Nick Gibbons' thigh. I want her to get out there with her political gun and, and stick it to them. Morrinsville man Nick Gibbon and his right thigh had their 15 minutes of fame this week when the media seized on his homage to Crusher Collins in ink. That tat was described by him and then the media as a Bond girl depiction of the National Party leader, which was a bit weird as it appeared to be modelled on a pretty well-known image of Judith Collins herself, pointing a pistol at a target at a shooting range during a photo opportunity back when she was the Minister of Police. Now that became part of the iconography of Judith Collins as a hard-nosed politician and to Nick Given it seems he still sees her as crusher galore. I hope Judith just doesn't listen to the haters and just, yeah, let's do it, crush him. But it wasn't just Nick Given who had a crush on Crusher back then. Political reporters also seized on that image because it added to political theatre. But in her report for News Hub last Tuesday, which featured that telegenic tattoo, Tova O'Brien said that the combative Crusher image was nowhere to be seen on the campaign trail. Today's Collins, perhaps not what he had in mind. How are you? She's playing the sweet card. Just milk, thanks, dear. I'm way too sweet. Judith Collins wasn't shaping to shoot anyone or crush anything when she was unveiling a plan to improve kids' teeth called My Smile, mirroring the friendly tone she's now projecting in this election campaign. And News Talk ZB's Kate Hawksby seemed deeply disappointed. Where's Crusher gone? What's happened to Judith Collins now that she's hit the campaign trail? I think back to pre-campaign Judith. Feisty. Sassy slapdowns and witty one-liners. She had an I-don't-care-what-anyone-thinks vibe, which was part of her appeal, quite frankly, not fitting into anyone's preordained box, just being herself, and it's part of why she got the leadership job. I reckon people loved her for it. Well, whether people do love it or not, they didn't get her the leadership. Nationals caucus did because they thought Judith Collins was their best option for this election. And I don't care what anyone thinks is only a strategy for losing an election heavily. And Kate Hawksby also overlooked the fact that restrictions on gatherings mean that aggressive, tub-thumping speeches racking up a crowd are just not a goer at the moment. But others this week have also been wondering about the emergence of a gentler Judith during the campaign. On the Collins campaign trail, Stuff's Henry Cook said she's boxed in on the right by a resurgent ACT party, if polls are to be believed, while on the left, the polls show that a Jacinda Ardern-led Labour Party is polling well under her softer style of leadership and personality. So that means no toe-to-toe, blow-by-blow political campaign scrap. But what about a contest of ideas? Would a crisis be a good opportunity for that? On 9 to Noon's politics slot, Catherine Ryan put that to political pundit Bridget Morton like this. Is this a problem for nationals? Some commentators are suggesting, Bridget, in many ways they're too scared to look like or behave like a, a genuine opposition because they fear they're going to wear a backlash from that when the country still feels like it's in an emergency. Yeah, I think you can see in National's delivery that it is all about delivery, that it's not necessarily about what the decisions will be. It's about implementing those decisions. That answer again. Yeah, I think you can see in National's delivery that it is all about delivery, that it's not necessarily about what the decisions will be. It's about implementing those decisions. Brigitte Morton went on to say maybe later in the campaign National could go negative, but not yet. After which rival panellist from the left, Stephen Mills from Labour's preferred polling firm UMR, sympathised with Judith Collins' party. I just think it is very tough on National. I mean, they definitely got it all wrong under Simon Bridges' leadership by criticising the lockdown, and they seem to have kind of uh, registered that and taking a different approach under um, 
under uh, Judith Collins. But, you know, what is the difference between what they would do? That's really hard to tell now. I mean... Stephen Mills said the whole campaign was shaping up as a race to the centre. For the spin-off, former National Party press person Ben Thomas pointed out the National Party hasn't even had a campaign launch yet, and policy-wise, it's released very little. And Judith Collins, he said, was gambling on playing a low-key game up until polling day like this. The gamble could be seen as more like feeding coins patiently into a pokey machine for six weeks rather than betting their whole wallet on black. Again, not the stuff of election campaign coverage to stir the blood, or even the brain. And in the absence of that, a man in Morrinsville with a challenger inked on himself was a godsend, according to Stuff's Henry Cook. This kind of light news is exactly the kind of thing that politicians want in campaigns. A chance to be on the telly talking about something other than policy or politics. A remarkable situation, if true, a month out from an election with the leadership of the country at the crossroads during the biggest crisis we've ever known.